from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News, the week commencing October the 14th, 2012. This is Phil White, President of the WIA. The WIA Board of Directors held an emergency meeting last week following the sudden and unexpected passing of President Michael Owen, VK3KI. I was formerly appointed WIA President and Chris Platt, VK5CP, was appointed Vice President. Both Chris and myself have been radio amateurs for quite a long time and we share strong interests in progressing amateur radio. We also have a variety of other experience and interests outside amateur radio circles. It's a fact of life these days that any organisation like the WIA needs strong legal skills. Chris Platt is a lawyer and will continue to bring those critical skills to the WIA board. Probably the most important function the WIA provides is one that largely goes unnoticed in the day-to-day activities. The WIA is a member of the International Amateur Radio Union Region 3. Although largely invisible to members, the IARU is where the rubber hits the road in negotiating international amateur radio frequency bands, the amateur radio satellite service and many other conditions we radio amateurs enjoy. Michael Owen was chairman of IARU Region 3 and will also be sorely missed there. The WIA board appointed Jeff Atkinson, VK3 AKA, as the WIA's representative to IARU Region 3. Jeff will be travelling to the next regional meeting in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, in November. So it's a sad time for us all at the WIA, but we're all working very hard to ensure the transition from Michael to myself and Chris is as smooth as possible. For us, we're hoping it's going to be very much business as usual. This is Phil Wake, VK. 2ASD for the WIA. Thanks again, Phil, and uh, thanks for taking up the role as WIA president. We're uh, all behind you and supporting you in that. And also to Chris Platt, VK5CP, as WIA vice president. Thank you as well. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Robert. How are you? I'm well. What have you been up to this week? Very busy week with work, but also I've been playing with my radios again. Oh, you've got the soldering iron out. I did, I did. I actually burnt myself putting a connector on the other day. Everyone does it from time to time, I know. Um, feel a bit, you know, dumb doing it. But uh, I've been playing with Whisper. So I um, threw a wire out the window up a tree. I uh, got the software going on the computer and, uh, yeah, having a little uh, friendly competition with a few guys as to uh, how uh, the, the kilowatts, pardon me, the kilometres per watt uh, ratio, and I think I'm going to win. Ooh. So when when will we find out results and more details? Uh, I've got a couple more days before the uh, the final judging uh, based on the database. So if anyone wants to go out there and see how well I've done, VK3GR at Whispernet, W-S-P-R-N-E-T dot org. Also all the information if you want to get, uh, get your head around it and have a crack at it yourself. Uh, 100 milliwatts, just as an example, 100 milliwatts on 40 metres. Uh, just last night, 16,500 kilometres to... K1JT himself, the guy who came up with uh, the uh, the mode. The technology. Mm. Amazing. I'm very happy. Very pleased. And probably pleased to talk to the guy too. Yes. Yes. 
Anyway, we've got some news for the listeners. you got the uh, first story there, Brian. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Uh, let's start with hams across Australia and straight across to Jenny from the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group about their hamvention in VK3. The Ballarat Amateur Radio Group will hold its annual hamvention on Sunday the 21st of October 2012 in the usual venue provided by the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club in Rubicon Street, Red Dan. Doors open for traders at 8am and general access is 10am. Those who have attended in the past will know this is a good day out in spacious indoor venue with a style crew around 60 to 70 tables of new and pre-loved amateur radio gear, test gear and general bits and pieces on sale. We work very hard to make the event a place for first-time visitors and regulars alike. Everyone is welcomed, whether or not they're traders, browsers or buyers. Each and everyone is given every assistance possible to ensure a great day out is had by all. Entry for everyone, including traders, is $6 per head and tables are available for $10 per 1.6 metre section. We would really encourage people to use the opportunity to turn over some of that gear that has been sitting in the shack for a little too long and whose bits and pieces that you've been struggling to find a use for. Give another amateur a chance to put it to use and make yourself a few dollars in the process. If you don't think you could support a full table, then the Ballarat Club has a table where they are more than happy to sell the goods for you for a small commission. For bookings, you can contact us via Hamvention2012 at barg.org.au. We look forward to seeing you there. And don't forget the date of the 21st of October 2012 and the venue, the Ballarat Greyhound Racing Club in Rubicon Street, Red Dan. This is Jenny, bk 3 sjlw for the Ballarat Amateur Radio Club. Thanks again, Jenny. We always appreciate it when uh, people send in audio. And here's another one from VK5. The weekend of October 6th and 7th, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society conducted a foundation licence course. Thanks to Barry, Sassy and Paul. Six candidates attended and all were successful. The oldest of who is 94. Now is that a record for the oldest new foundation licensee? We look forward to hearing Len on the air when he gets his call sign. Don't forget the Club Hamfest on Sunday, November the 4th at the Goodwood Community Centre. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5 RAD repeater on 147 MHz, 9am on Sundays. I'm David, VK5 Kilo Charlie. Thanks, David. International news, with thanks to the IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Amateur Radio Newsline producer Bill Pasternak has been recently hospitalised. News this week that Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, was taken ill and was unable to complete the distribution duties of the latest edition of AR Newsline. But the show must go on, and one of the teams stepped in to get it out in a timely fashion. Bill is frequently heard here on WIA National News Broadcast, and we'd like to extend thanks for his ongoing efforts in bringing together his news organisation on a weekly basis. He co-founded AR Newsline in 1976 and has written long-lived columns in 73 Magazine and World Radio Magazine. While Bill's in our thoughts, it seems like a great opportunity to get to know a little bit more about a well-known amateur radio personality and character. You can find an 80-minute interview with the Guildford Amateur Radio Society on their YouTube channel, 
That's www.w3gg.org. And also his bio, along with all the staff bios that can be found on www.arnewsline.org. And the links to these are in the text edition of this news broadcast. More from the IARU Region 1 conference held in Sun City is that the DX Code of Conduct was approved and operators were urged to support it. I will listen and listen and then listen again before calling. I will only call if I can copy the DX station properly. I will not trust the DX cluster and will be sure of the DX station's call sign before calling. I will not interfere with the DX station nor anyone calling and will never tune up on the DX frequency or in the QSX slot. I will wait for the DX station to end the contact before I call. I will always send my full call sign. I will call and then listen for a reasonable interval. I will not call continuously. I will not transmit when the DX operator calls another call sign, not mine. I will not transmit when the DX operator queries a call sign, not like mine. I will not transmit when the DX station requests geographic areas other than mine. When the DX operator calls me, I will not repeat my call sign unless I think he's copied it incorrectly. I will be thankful if and when I do make a contact. I will respect my fellow radio amateurs and conduct myself so as to earn their respect. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Ban changes for Sweden. As of 1st of October, Swedish radio amateurs are allowed to operate on 1810 to 1850 kHz with a 1kW maximum power and 1930 to 2000 kHz with a 10W maximum. The section of the band between 1850 and 1930 is unavailable. Sadly, they also lost access to 2.3 GHz, although 2.4 GHz is unaffected and I'm sure it would remain unaffected for a long time. Well, for as long as we have microwave ovens and 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi. Take the next story, Brian. And to the weird and wonderful. Scientists say warp drive may be more feasible than thought. Clara Moskovitz, assistant managing editor of Space.com, writes, A warp drive to achieve faster-than-light travel, a concept popularised in television's Star Trek, may not be as unrealistic as once thought, scientists say. A warp drive would manipulate space-time itself to move a starship, taking advantage of a loophole in the laws of physics that prevent anything from moving faster than light. A concept for a real-life warp drive was suggested in 1994 by Mexican physicist Miguel Alcubierre. However, subsequent calculations found that such a device would require prohibitive amounts of energy. Now physicists say that adjustments can be made to the proposed warp drive that would enable it to run on significantly less energy, potentially bringing the idea back from the realm of science fiction into science. There is hope, Harold Sunny White of NASA's Johnson Space Center said, at the 100-year Starship Symposium, a meeting to discuss the challenges of interstellar spaceflight. Read the full article, including an explanation of how it could be achieved at MSNBC, with a full link in the text edition. I really love it when they change how maths works just so they can get stuff going. Special event stations, DX Beacon and Net Advice. A group of operators from Switzerland, known as the Radio 7 team, will be active from Rodriguez Island as 3B9SP, 
between October the 16th and the 23rd. Most operations will be on CW and SSB with some RITI and PSK31. QSL via HB9ACA. And as part of the 50th anniversary of independent celebrations in Algeria, several stations, special stations, are active until the end of 2012. Prefix hunters will have the opportunity to work 7U50I, 7V50I, 7W50I and 7Y50I. EI25DB, the Dublin Bus Company, celebrates its 25th birthday. And to celebrate the special event station, EI25DB will be operational until the 30th of June 2013. The station is operated by the current and former employees of Dublin Bus, led by Declan and Pete. QSLs to Declan EI9HQ or Logbook of the World or Hamlog.eu. Morocco, CN2YZ through year's end. His activity will be from the city of Tangier, especially on the weekends. Philippine Amateur Radio League 50th Anniversary Special Event. Look for Special Event Station 4G0LD to be active during 2012. Activity is to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Philippine Amateur Radio League, QSL via the Bureau. Also, the PARL is sponsoring a commemorative diploma for amateur radio stations that have established two-way communications with at least 12 QSOs with PARL members. Tomotu Province H40FN between this December 22nd and January 7th of next year. QSL H40FN via HA8DD. And GB80PW, that's Practical Wireless's 80th year. In the UK, Ofcom have issued a special call sign GB80PW to Practical Wireless magazine to celebrate the publication's 80th year in print. And PT0S, the expedition to St Peter and Paul Rocks. The de-expedition will take place in late November to mid-December. The actual dates will depend on weather conditions. There has been an official ban on amateur radio activities from PY0S, Although the ban, which was created for environmental and safety reasons, remains in place, a special permit by Brazil's SECIRM, that's the Brazilian Navy, Ministry of Environment and LABRE, to conduct a two-week long operation. And thanks to Southgate for that news story. Wireless weather. An ARRL solar update. Tad Cook, K7RA, reports a coronal mass ejection, CME, hit the Earth on September 30th, causing a jump in geomagnetic indices. The planetary A index on October 1 was 31, while the K index went as high as 7, making aurora visible across the northern tier of the United States. The far northern latitude College A index was 23, about the same as the mid-latitude index, which was 21. It's common during a geomagnetic disturbance to see indices go much higher towards the poles than anywhere else. The average daily sunspot numbers declined 8.3 points to 73, while the average daily solar flux was off exactly just 1 point to 128.7. The latest prediction from NOAA and the USAF has solar flux on October 4th to 7 at 110, 105 on October 8, 100 on October 9 to 11, 115 on October 12 and 13, and 120 on October 14th today, that's a prediction, and then rising to a peak of 150 in the next week. The same forecast has solar flux rebounding to 150 on November 16 after reaching a minimum of 110 in the interim. 
The predicted planetary A index is 5 mid-October, and then 8, 12, and 10 as it goes along. 5 towards the end of October, and then back up to 15 on October 29th. Look for more on the ARRL website. Batteries, Brian? (laughs) I I love throwing batteries out. They just don't last long enough. They don't. And which brand lasts long? No, we can't say that. That would be advertising. No, but we can say use rechargeables when you can. That would be good. Yes. Now, batteries come in bright and blistered packs, as you know, some emblazoned with vague guarantees such as more pictures or five times longer lasting. But during his internship this summer, a person by the name of Thomas decided to put those statements to test. He tested 30 brands of batteries on a homebrew rig to find out which batteries had the most power and the bang for your buck. The hardware that Thomas was using was an STM32 microcontroller to perform two different tests, a high drain and a low drain condition. For high drain, 1,000 milliamps were sucked out of the batteries until the voltage reached 0.8 volts. For low drain, 200 milliamps were used. Data including milliwatt hours, milliamp hours, joules, voltage, current power and effective load resistance were all logged for both conditions, for all 30 brands of batteries. And you can find his results and his methodology at www.batteryshowdown.com. And thanks to uh, Hackaday website for that article. To MediaWatch, AA7BQ announces server upgrades at qrz.com. Fred Lloyd, AA7BQ, reports that he has added additional servers to the QRZ system and moved a few things around to improve performance for all users. Among the changes are that all servers have been upgraded to the latest Ubuntu Linux edition 12.4. Also, various functions have been interchanged between various cloud services that host QRZ at Amazon Web Services. AA7BQ says that uh, so far the performance looks really great on all parts of the system. He notes that the callsign server, which was routinely at 90% busy, now loafs along at 50%. You can read about all the changes made by taking your web browser to tinyurl.com forward slash qrz dash improved dash service. Worldwide special interest groups, railways of the air, ROTAR. Perhaps an opening for some local activity here, Brian. This weekend sees the 5th Annual Railways of the Air event, a celebration, not a contest. Bishop Auckland RAC organised the weekend so that radio amateurs can have a good time and promote amateur radio while helping to celebrate the unique position railways hold in our national heritage. Approximately 30 groups and individuals have registered for the event by approaching a preserved railway asking if they are celebrating the birth of passenger railways in this country and whether they would like to have an amateur radio station as part of the event to promote awareness of the railway. The list of participating groups can be seen on the web on the website rota.barac.org.uk. This year, both the participating groups and any amateur who contacts five or more Rota Special Event stations over the weekend will receive a personalised poster recognising their efforts. These can be obtained after the event by submitting logs in PDF format as detailed on their website. Thanks to the RSGB for that story. Rota, Bota, Sota, Iota, there's a few more. Uh, I-L-L-W, that's a different one. Acronym City. That's right. And the Aussies at the ARDF World Championships. A team consisting Christian Ruska, 
Bruce Patterson, VK3TJN, Ewan Templeton, VK3OW, and his wife Janelle, attended the recent 16th Amateur Radio Direction Finding World Championships in Serbia. For those that are not familiar with ARDF, it's a cross between bush orienteering and amateur fox hunting. ARDF events were held on the usual 80 and 2 metre bands on separate days. There's also a sprint event and a fox soaring event, both on 80 metres. The events were held close to the mountain resort of Kapotnik, where the team stayed. The altitude of 1,700 metres and the steepness of the hills in the area took its toll, and the team's results were a bit mixed. Janelle went along as the team's coach, in inverted commas, but was persuaded to enter the fox soaring event using equipment borrowed from the British team. Good on them. Her result, fifth in her age group, was the best achieved by the Australian team. Thanks to Ewan and Bruce for putting that article together. Thanks, guys. Worldwide Special Interest Group's CW. QRP CW Club is eight years old. Over the past week, the North American QRP CW Club has been celebrating their eighth anniversary. With ten special event stations on the air, one from each USA call area from N1A to N0A, Many thousands of contacts have already been made and it's only at the halfway point. All contacts are eligible for a commemorative QSL cards and certificates for anyone who works one of these stations. Details about the subscription-free club membership and claiming your certificate are available in the link in the text edition of this news service. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. A Scottish icon is for sale. The Turnbury Lighthouse, which started the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in 1998, is up for sale and most likely it'll be extinguished. The international event evolved from the Scottish Northern Lighthouses Awards Weekend, first held in 1993. The Air Amateur Radio Group, GM0AYR, sponsor of the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, now a premier fun event held in August, activates the Turnbury Lighthouse as GB2LT. The 130-year-old structure is to be sold by the Northern Lighthouse Board, and experts believe it will become a holiday accommodation in line with similar lighthouses. It has helped ships navigate up to 24 nautical miles away. However, while it was due to be refurbished in 2015, it will be sold as a cost-saving measure. Nearly 80 registrations have been received so far for the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend on August the 17th and 18th, 2013, with all information plus an online registration form on the website illw.net. And the following story, which has been posted on the WIA website, comes from Peter Young, VK3MV, and that is that Doug MacArthur, VK3UM, our well-known Earth-Moon experimenter, has generously allowed the WIA to place his popular EMR assessment calculator on the website. The calculator allows for assessment of safe zones in the HF, VHF, UHF and microwave amateur bands for a variety of antenna situations and covers numbers of EMR standards, including the Australian standard for EMR. The latest version of the calculator can be downloaded from the WIA webpage or his own webpage. Thanks again to Doug for uh, making his software available. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Scouting. Jota and Jyoti, 
The 54th Plus One Jamboree of the Air will take place on the 20th and 21st of October. And the VK7 Antarx effort is at the Karnakoo campsite at Paper Beach as part of a Northern Districts camp. Jota Jyoti coordinator Peter VK7 KPC advises that he is planning to get up to Karnakoo on the afternoon of Friday the 19th to do preliminary setup for a Jota station. Peter advises that the final site won't be known until the organisers have a better idea of the number of scouts attending. Peter's planning to use the VK7RAB to VK7RAF link to contact Jota station being run south of Hobart and he's hopeful to have two HF stations active plus IRLP on two metres and a UHF link to the south and maybe to the northwest coast stations too. Northwest Tasmanian Amateur TV Group have planning well underway and the club will again be providing resources and operators over two days at the Patton Park Camp at Ulverston. Operators offering their assistance at this time with communications and control are Neil 7NX, Ross 7WP, Paul 7HPD, Jim 7JH, Graham 7NGA and Tony 7AX. Operating frequencies as per the official Jota frequencies published again this week and best read at waa.org.au and the text edition of this wireless news. Thanks again, Brian. Worldwide special interest groups, Rescue Radio. South Africa revitalises Hamnet domain. South Africa's Hamnet website was reactivated on October the 1st. Hamnet is a voluntary group of radio amateurs who, like RS in the United States, volunteer their communication skills to assist others during and after disasters. Their Hamnet domain has been dormant for many years. Now, thanks to the efforts of Dorwe Rowdy, ZR6DHC, an initial site has been put together and will grow with time. The revitalised Hamnet website is described as filling the gap between the South African Radio League website and their well-established Hamnet Facebook page. All links have been incorporated in the website, including some that are international. It's located in cyberspace at www.hamnet.co.za. Good luck to them in their efforts. Weiss and Victoria Activities. Weiss and Victoria are involved in six events during the next quarter. If you're available to participate in any of these events, please get in touch with the contact listed for the event. Saturday, October 20th, Mini Canoe Marathon. Jared Werner, VK3GR, to contact there. Sunday, October 21st, Stockman's Rally up in Big River. Ian Morris, VK3IFM. On Wednesday, October 24th, it's the Australian four-day enduro in the Warrigal area. John Morrissey, VK3ZRX, to contact on that one. Sunday, November the 11th, Coordinators and Commanders meeting in AGM in Box Hill. Friday, November 16th, Rally Victoria in Warrigal, Chris Morley, VK3CJK. Wednesday, December 26th, that's Boxing Day. YMCA Murray Marathon, Yarrawonga Swan Hill, Graham Mason, VK3KMG. All contact details in the text edition and the Weissen website. Okay, Brian, we're almost at the end of the news broadcast, but before we go, here is the social scene for 2012. On October the 21st in VK3, it is the Ballarat Hamvention. On November the 3rd in VK4, the Gold Coast Hamfest at Broadbeach, Queensland. November the 4th in VK5, it's the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest at Goodwood. On November the 11th in VK3, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group Hamfest. And on November the 25th again in VK3, the Spark Hamfest at Rosebud. December the 1st in VK7, the Molina Ham Fest. And lastly, the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. 
Yes, we've just had it here in 2012, but for 2013, it's occurring on August the 17th and the 18th. Get ready for that one, Brian. ILLW 2013, Rob. That, I guess, goes to show you, listeners, if you get your uh, article in for submission to the WIA National News, you'll get coverage all year round. And there's a good idea. Yes, send your audio, send your video, send your text, send your links. Please voice it. We like uh, talking, but we like listening as well. And uh, send it through your feedback as well, importantly. Don't forget that feedback page on the WIA website, on the news broadcast page. Yes, you can send us your feedback and tell us how much you like or don't like the news broadcast that you've heard. And as we said a few weeks ago, uh, flowers and chocolates, send them to the WIA National Office. All right, Brian, that's it for another week. It is. It's been a great week too. Thank you for uh, joining me this morning on WIA National News. And as always, we've reported and you decide. We've reported, you decide.